0: When did the podcast first enter your life? Really settle in? Was it with Serial? Hardcore History? Radiolab? Sharpling? One of the Earwolf shows? Wikipedia, on the page for podcast, uses an image of Serial being played on an iPhone. That moment, 2014, seems like a breakthrough, when podcast became a word you could say without flinching. Okay, maybe there's still some flinching. The podcast producer, is often the podcast host as well, may wish to express a personal passion, increase professional visibility, enter into a social network of influencers or influential ideas, cultivate a community of like-minded viewership, or put forward pedagogical or ideological ideas, possibly under philanthropic support. Viewship? The fuck are we talking about here? It's an audio format, Wikipedia. Anyway... One motive you won't find listed is to entertain and amuse, to have fun with friends and create something joyful. That was the motivation behind the creation of Great Debates, and I suspect many another podcast as well. There's a whole separate Wikipedia page, History of Podcasting, and I won't attempt to replace or summarize it here. A few tidbits do jump out. In August of 2000, the New England Patriots launched the first IP radio show, offered on patriots.com. The journalist Ben Hammersley has a good claim on coining the term podcasting, he used it in The Guardian in February 2004. By a year later, USA Today was reporting on amateur chat fests. Apple added podcasts in June 2005. By the next month, President George W. Bush's radio addresses were appearing as podcasts. Those must be a lot of fun to listen to, maybe I'll go back and check those out. The table had been set of course for personality-driven radio with This American Life. Radio shows are nothing new. But now that you could get them on demand, they were enabled to narrow, rather than broad, cast. In that 2005 USA Today piece, it was noted that the most popular podcast at the time was The Don and Drew Show, and I learned from their Wikipedia page that Don and Drew have been inducted into the Academy of Podcasters Hall of Fame. Did you know podcasting had an academy? I did not. To get into the Hall of Fame you need to have been involved with and have promoted the art of podcasting for at least 10 years. The Great Debates will be eligible in the year 2024, October 17, 2024 to be specific. I'm not telling you to do anything with that, I'm just telling you that, it's just a fact. Mark Maron aka WTF, Hollywood Handbook, My Favorite Murder, Joe Rogan, Call Her Daddy, Reply All, 99% Invisible, Planet Money, The Daily, Chapo Trap House, How Did This Get Made?, Red Scare, Come Town Fiasco, those are just a few of the shows I'd feel obliged to mention if I were trying to write a cultural history of the podcast. I'm sure there are so many I'm leaving out, sports podcasts, podcasts in foreign languages. Philippe and Fredrik was my favorite for years, but they've gone back to Swedish, a tragedy for the English-speaking world. Lately, as I've developed my podcast stocks Let's Talk, I've been listening to Investing Podcasts. Jim O'Shaughnessy, with his podcast Infinite Loops, and Patrick O'Shaughnessy, with his Invest Like the Best, are the first example I find of Fathers and podcasts. Looking at the chartable Apple Podcasts list for this week, I see 6 out of the 10 are true crime shows. There are two dueling podcasts about the Office TV show, batting for the 23rd and 24th spots. Conan O'Brien, Bill Simmons, Megan Kelly, LeVar Burton, Jordan Peterson and Michelle Obama all stay in the top 100, but at the moment a Catholic priest, Father Mike Schmitz, is way ahead of them all. Can we really trust these charts? Spotify has their own rankings. Over their deep sleep sounds from slumber group ranks number 14, and relaxing white noise beats Ben Shapiro. It sure does in my book. That shows you some of the range of the medium. Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio today all make it into the top 50. Podcasts are intimate and potent. Passionate audiences will turn up for live shows. In the last conversation I ever had with writer, comedian and podcast star Harris Whittles, I mentioned how so many people seemed to feel like they knew him. That's all because of podcasts, he said. Of all the popular podcasts, I can't think of one that doesn't really lay bare the peculiarities and passions of the hosts. Maybe the daily? I don't know, I don't listen to that one. By the time Spotify brought in Joe Rogan for a reported $100 million dollars, the word was out that podcasts were now a business. I heard that WME Agency has four agents devoted to podcasts. Celebrities have podcasts. Rob Lowe has a podcast. The amounts of money made on Patreon by Chapo and the Doughboys are repeated and passed around among media and comedy people like medieval legends of cocaine or hobo songs about Big Rock Candy Mountain. A living can be made. But much like among the musicians on Spotify, I suspect the money will be top heavy and bottom thin. The top 1,000, or maybe 500, or maybe 100, will take the bulk, while everybody else either struggles or does it for love. The Rogan deal reminded me of Howard Stern's deal with Sirius XM, for $500 million. On news of this deal, in October 2004, Sirius stock jumped from around 3.7 to around 7.4. Spotify stock behaved in a similar way after the Rogan deal. Today Sirius stock is around $5. How many Sirius XM personalities make a living? When I listen, it seems like mostly celebrities. For a while the Great Debates, our podcast, was on Sirius. A nice paycheck, but we didn't quit our day jobs. Spotify may have made a better bet. CEO Daniel Eck, Sweden again, has made it clear his goal is to dominate audio worldwide. That includes podcasts, it includes music, it'll probably include audiobooks someday soon. Apple, as far as I can tell, somehow lost their dominance in podcasts and let their milk get stolen by a hungry competitor. Podcasts are a little too easy to make. Apple used to put just the right amount of bureaucracy in the way of getting one up and listed, but that's mostly fallen away. As a result of the ease of starting one, podcasts may never have too much prestige. Jokes about podcast boyfriends and so on appear on my Twitter just about it every day. These words were typed by me, Steve Healy, into my blog, or website, stevely.com, which is run by WordPress. I run the site to promote my books, maintain a space for myself on the internet as an independent writer beholden to no one, and to share information and ideas about topics rattling around in my craw. I've always felt the site's been good for me, because I can tell stories or recount discoveries that interest me without boring acquaintances at parties with my ramblings. Find it if you want, and quite a few people have, and I've been glad of it. Through Spotify's podcast platform, Anchor, I can now generate a podcast that's just a robotic voice reading my words. There are two voices to choose from, Remy or Cassidy. I chose Remy. Remy reads the words and makes a podcast, all I have to do is type, like Stephen Hawking or something. Remy has glitches for sure. For instance, she reads blocked quotes with the odd phrase greater than, as in, greater than four score and seven years ago our forefathers. You get the idea. Most of my posts aren't suited to perfect podcasts, because they're full of pictures. But still, cool technology, I want to keep playing with it. If podcasts are this easy to make, it'll most likely keep the market pretty saturated. But it will also allow a world of weird, Unusual voices. Today I listened to a podcast that was a school project by two 11th graders about the history of Hawaii, done for Ms. Patrick's class at Impact Early College High School in Baytown, Texas. It was fun and short, and came up when I looked into Hawaii history on Spotify. Will we live in a world of enthusiastic amateur radio? I was interested in Malcolm Gladwell mentioning that books, audiobooks, and podcasts can kind of blur together. He specifically cited Jordan Peterson who wrote a best-selling book, but which a majority of his readers took in as audio. He's an audio personality as much as a literary one. Where did I hear this interview with Gladwell? I'm not sure, but I know it was on a podcast. I predict there will be labels, studios, brands, that have some credibility. They'll have to be careful, I see that Vox Media has 200 active shows in its podcast network. Well that's too many. Much like best-selling books, celebrity will be a big help. I'd like to see some hyperlocal podcasts. Something like a reader's digest of podcasts could be a success. I wouldn't mind some kind of randomizer button, where I could tune around, hear strange voices from across the 5G, like what you hear clicking around the dial in a rental car driving around Arizona or New Mexico or Nebraska late at night. I wonder if there will be podcasts that include more and more music and audio fun to distinguish themselves from the chatterboxes. Listening to an automated robot voice doesn't connect as much as hearing a great human voice, like say Ken Lane of Desert Oracle, or Karen Kilgariff of my favorite Murder Ordeezus and Mero, the Bodega Boys. So I'll end this here, and send Remy back where she came from. Go ahead and subscribe to the Hula Times podcast here on Spotify to see what we come up with next. Robots doing our audio? Yeah, we'll experiment with that. You can record your own audio with Anchor, I could have done that. But where would I find eight minutes or so in my busy schedule? Forget it. That's a Remy job. Why don't let Remy take us out with some nice sleeping sounds? Z <laughs> z <laughs> Mm. Mm. Num mm. uh.